This episode of the Same Game Multi Podcast is brought to you by the fantastic team at the White Bull Hotel Armadale. Situated halfway between Sydney and Brisbane in the picturesque New England region, it's a perfect destination for the hungry traveller, serving delicious meals for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Be sure to check out the fantastic weekly specials in the drive through bottle shop. For more information, check out the website at whitebull.net.au. The views and opinion of the following podcast are general in nature and are not a guaranteed outcome. All personal research should be conducted prior to betting of any monies. All prices are correct at the time of recording. Please gamble responsibly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time once again to sit back, relax and enjoy the greatest rugby league podcast in the world, the Same Game Multi-Podcast. And if you ain't down with that, we got two words for you. Suck it! Yes, and welcome to another edition of the Same Game Multi-Podcast. Uh, thank you once again for joining us this week. We do have a big episode planned as always. We're going to talk all things round 23, uh, see if the boys got any mouldies up during that round. And then we're going to turn our attention to round 24 uh, with the finals approaching quickly. There's a couple of games that uh, will might decide the final uh, top eight this round. So we'll look into those with... Uh, Fine tooth comb and see what we can find. Uh, but until then, stay inside because we're about to kick off. Uh, join us again on the phones this week. Another lockdown, another week, boys. Ches, J Rod, how are you? Yes, uh, just uh, enjoying lockdown. Um, I suppose it could be it could be worse, but um, you know, is what it is, and we just do what we what we've got to do and and uh, see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, boys, I just fought off a case of the old uh, the gout uh, and probably a little bit of. Uh, Slight like liver poisoning as well from the uh, lockdown period, but uh, back on track today. Don't know what's worse, corona or liver liver infections. Oh, I don't know. Cirrhosis of the liver. Both at the same time too. <laughs> um, how did we go last week, boys? Did we get any mouldies up? I, uh, I jagged me uh, Cronulla one, I did. And that was, yeah, hit it again. That was uh, Cronulla head-to-head, Kenny Mamalo, uh, Sione Katoa and Wilt Kennedy. And that one fetched me. Um, uh, my odds aren't up. I'll have to go back from my previous bets and um, when I go into my resulted page after a Saturday on the loud mouth soups and the punt, there's, there's a lot here to scroll through. <laughs> I tell you what, I've, I've even had one here at, uh, I can't pronounce that, it's French, and it was at uh, 10 to 2 in the morning. Or the um, turf on tail or something. Uh, no, that's South Africa. That one's oh. in France, uh, and it lost. So, <laughs> but um, I think it was up around 11s. I thought off the top of my head. Yeah, I was same as you. I got uh, the Sharks uh, Tigers multi up. That was the one, and again, <laughs> that was the one I thought um, I would have struggled with. I, was, I, only, I only had three legs, but I got it up. Kenny Mamalo, Will Kennedy, and Ronaldo Molitalo at six seventy five. Mine was nine twenty five. I've just looked. Money in the bank, boys. Money in the bank. 100%. I was uh, one off the Roosters multi, too. It was a nice, it was paying nearly 35 bucks. I had the Chooks 13 plus to win both halves. Total score over 42 and a half. Tupanua and Joe Rhea Hargraves any timers. Jared's let me down again. 
Not Birdo. Hargraves has let me down again. <laughs> I'm um, looking through here. I've actually missed out on my Para one. Um, that was because of Sevo going down, unfortunate. Uh, my Brisbane one, Corey Oates didn't cross. Uh, my Melbourne one, it was uh, Void George Jennings. Um, it, it was Void as well. So, But uh, that's the luck of the draw, isn't it, really? It did pick up that little juicy side bet for our... Uh Bets with mates though, yeah, well, know, which was which was good. That was uh, what was that one? That was a roosters one. Yeah, again, I had seven legs on the roosters. Um, I'll just bring it up now so I don't get anything wrong. That was paying nearly twenty to one. Just while you're doing that, boys, I'll uh, let the let the uh, listeners out there know that I had another week of <laughs> <laughs> the old duck egg. I've had quite a few of them this year. I'm fucking my ass is a bit sore from laying them all, to be mate, honest. If you were a cricketer, you're, mate, you'd be feeling the pressure. The, the the burners are beyond. I just got him up on the phone now. So me and the boys here, we got a little uh, bet with mates uh, account that we use weekly, and uh, we haven't been going for too long, but we're actually up, which is a nice feeling. So that bet I got on the weekend, uh, all in the Roosters game. Roosters thirteen plus, Tupo and Butcher anytime scorers. Roosters first to 30, Roosters win both halves, and the highest scoring half uh, being the second half, and that was paying $20.50. And that was uh, Egan Bush, Butcher Egan, too, yeah, it? was, yeah. Egan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we were a bit nervous there with a couple of minutes to go. Um, it, it was good good to actually be in the game right to about the 75th, 76th minute, I think it was, um, with that bet. So, yeah, good on you, Ches. Uh, one for the teams, and we'll uh, put that towards the end of year trip. Can't wait for that. Uh, let's move into our player of the round, gentlemen. I'm going to go first this week, so none of you <laughs> bastards steal it off me. Uh, mine was Nathan Cleary. Uh, coming back from that injury that he, he's been out with for so many weeks, uh, second week back, you wouldn't even know that he had an injury. Uh, his kicking game in particular was superb. Those big bombs he was putting down to poor Joshy Mansour. Uh, and Latrell, they, they didn't want any part of it. So. Do you think Josh Mansour's slept properly I, since that night? I think he <laughs> might have faked the injury just to get off the field, <laughs> to be honest. So. Absolutely terrorised um, Yeah, so he's put in a great performance. And I'll tell you what, they've got him back just at the right time of the year leading into these crucial games and into the final series. So good on you, Nath. You're pretty safe if it went last there. I've got uh, two this week. Uh, Moses and Milford. Uh, and for the same reasons... I think they uh, lifted uh, over the weekend, really put something in and tried to show what they had. We've been giving them a bit of a blast the last few weeks. They've been getting a blast from everyone. Uh, I think they really sort of stuck in on the weekend, even though uh, the results didn't look as good on, on paper. I think they actually uh, stood out from their previous performances probably from most of the year. Yeah, it was probably Milford's best game I've seen for about three or four years, to be honest. Yeah. You know, he, he had a really good crack, so it was good to see. I actually, I've gone Junior Paulo from Para, um, and not not because uh, he's a Para boy, obviously. Um, he's back to he's back to that little bit of form after having a couple of weeks in in a little bit of a slump, um, and he shows again why he's one of the best front rows in the game. Uh, Fifty three minutes, um, he had. A try assist, if you saw that, instead of scooping and passing, he's just oh, done that, yes. that one-handed flick whilst he was in mid, mid-flight. mid um, Just shows the agility of a bloke who's in his, you know, he's, I think he's about 130-odd kegs, 125 kegs. So uh, 11 hit-ups for 129 metres uh, and 53 post-contact metres. Uh, one tackle break, one offload, 25 tackles uh, and zero on the error count. So for a big boy who's defending in the middle, um, on, he, he had that little spell in that second. I understand it was against the Cowboys, but um, it, that, that shows why he's one of the best front rows in the game. 
they definitely needed that win, uh, that's for sure. And, yeah, he, he did have a good game. That try assist was something special, that's for sure. Uh, what about your highlight of the week? I'll start off, boys. Mine's Ronaldo Molitalo. They made a big break from uh, inside their own half, scooted off, uh, absolutely smoked the fullback. And he had uh, young uh, Luke Metcalf uh, running up beside him. And uh, Ronaldo, he was on track for his hat-trick. And about 15 metres out it would have been, he seen him running up next to him and gave him the, the little, little pop ball and put him straight under the sticks. And that was his first try, his first ever NRL try. So... Oh, Lukey Metcalf got up and he was jumping around pretty excited. It was just good to see that. It was like, I don't know, it just gave you sort of like a like a warm feeling, I guess. Well, I've actually gone the Mulatalo as well. Um, if anyone that didn't catch it after the game, regardless of having a severely broken jaw, he, and regardless of how much pain he was in, he actually re-entered the field, uh, took his boots off, uh, scribbled his his uh, John Hancock on it, and give it to a fan in the in the crowd. So, um, even though he was in in a difficult um, situation with a broken jaw, which is um, it's probably up there. I think it's broken on both sides. Um, so it was good to see him uh, be in a in a humble spirit, uh, even though he's in in a bad you know circumstances. It was good to see. Yeah, definitely good to see. Um, imagine if the Old mate dropped that ball in the park. Oh. Oh. Imagine the fucking spray you get. Uh, boys, mine was, mine was, I don't know if you saw it or not, but I was in the Canberra Raiders game, and it was in the 50th minute. If you go back and watch it on, on the replay, you'll see. Little mouse trap play. Ah, from dummy half. Yeah, Josh Hodgson. Ah. I don't know. He, he, he ran the mouse play. I'm not sure who actually picked it up, but I was like, fuck, I haven't seen that for about 10, 12 years. We used to do that at Armada High. And yeah, used to get everybody because obviously playing in in a, in a you know school football, no one ever expected it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was good to see that. Um, you know, nothing came of it. They got tackled, but it's just it's good, good to, to see. You know, something yeah. little sneaky come back into the game. So that was mine. Little mousetrap play. Low light. I'll lead us off, boys. Mine's Mulatalo as well, but it's the fact that of his injury, the the broken jaw, as J Rod uh, just mentioned there. Badly broken on both sides. Uh, he's going to be out for a long time. And he's had such a horrible season with uh, the whole Queensland eligibility shit drama that he went through, through the state of origin. Uh, he's been playing really well. And then to come to the end of the season like that, maybe playing, maybe to miss out on finals if the, if the Sharkies put their act together. Um, so, yeah, that was my low light just to see him go down with that big injury. Well, I've got two. Chez will be able to bounce off this. Um, the passing of... Kyle Anderson, Aussie darts player, um, a proud Aboriginal bloke from Western Australia. Um, un- unfortunate circumstances passed away over the weekend, and um, which was a which was a big shame for you know for us. We, like we enjoy watching the darts, and and so do a lot of other people. So it's bad to see that. My uh, my main low light was actually I had a multi in the bets with mates that we were talking about a minute ago. Now in this multi was. Uh, English Premier League. Now, I had Liverpool to win, Manchester City to win, Aston Villa, Brighton, Hove Albion, Manchester United, Tottenham and Chelsea all to win. Now, everybody won except for Manchester United. Now, this is why they are the low light. Southampton is who they beat, uh, who they drew with. And Southampton this year, this is British pounds, 207.07 million pounds. That's what their side's worth. If I scroll a little bit further, all the way up to second, this year, you'll find yourself a Manchester United worth a whopping eight hundred and fifty-six million. Four times. Four times there, and uh, just that one. Uh, and you know when you have a laugh and you have a multi, 
and they always laugh and say it's the it's the odds on favourite that lost. It was the dollar twenty eight favourite that lost that multi. Everyone else won. So Manchester United, fuck you and fuck the horse you're riding on. <laughs> Cost us a bit too, so a bit disappointed there. But anyway, uh, yeah, just quickly touch on the Cole Anderson tragedy. Uh, yeah, you know, thirty three years old. Way too young. Um, He's got a, a got a kid that's due on the in, way. Yeah. In, in a month's time. So, uh, yeah, he come back from uh, from over in uh, Pommyland, uh, playing professional darts over there to spend time with his family and uh, do a bit more training before he returned, possibly to play in the Australian World Cup side again uh, in the pairs event. He's always a threat in the tour card games, um, and he featured in many many World Championship final events as well. Uh, usually made it up to about the. I think around the sort of like the last round before the quarters, quarterfinals up around there. Yeah, like your uh, your round three, so they basically round three or your last thirty-two. Yeah, so yeah, absolute tragedy that was. Uh, my other one, NRL related, uh, was the South <coughs> South Sydney performance. Probably the last 20, 25 minutes, coming out strong. I was enjoying that game too. Had that buzz to it. It was like they were, they were really showing Panthers what they had. They, I had a feeling that they were going to win that game after the first half. I was like, oh, I might have picked this wrong, but I might pick up some money off the TAB on this one. But um, the lack of communication between Mansour and Mitchell after Mansour had that first dropped high ball, they just weren't communicating. Latrell slacked off a lot in that in that second end of the of the second half. The whole team were walking around, heads down. They just sort of gave up before they actually lost the game. So that's my low light there. I think if they had dug in a little bit more, they could have been a lot closer. And possibly even walked home with the win. It was a it was a good game, and, and I, I remember putting in the group chat that it sort of had that finals feel to it. That game, that especially that first half when they did come out very strong, but um, yeah, they faded a bit there towards the end. Maybe getting some tips off the Raiders there. I think. So. <laughs> uh, all right, boys, do we want to do your three of a kind, J Rod? Yeah, we'll do the uh, our three of a kind now. This week, our three of a kind was not not so much. Uh, so obviously, people will they'll have their own point of view. Uh, we've got our own point of view. But basically forgotten legends or forgotten heroes at, at some point. And um, so I'll, I'll hit it off. I'll, uh, this is my one of my aces. Um, I've actually gone Shane Webke uh, for what he did for Brisbane. Uh, he just doesn't, you know, when, when people talk about your Darren Lockyers and, and, and all their sort of their performances, little do they realise that some of the big men as, as such of Shane Webke, um, his workloads were phenomenal. Um, and, I, and you know, he's, he's won numerous comps. I think he, he probably himself would have won maybe three. I, I didn't have didn't quite have a look at the, the stats for that, but, you know, he would have won three or four comps him, himself. Um, and he's a big yardage man and uh, did everything right. And um, unfortunately, it's uh, for, for obvious reasons, but it's uh, the Darren Lockyers, et cetera, that get all the, all the, all the light. So, so today I'm going to, I'm going to shine a little bit of light on, uh, on Shane Webke. I I've, I was running into that because one's exactly the same. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Is it really? Big Webke. So, yeah, you're exactly right there. Didn't get much of the spotlight because of the players around him as well. But you look back at when they talk about the big men running hard, straight lines, looking for offloads. He Old was school. the man. Old he was 80s. the man. Yeah. Could not be hurt. He very rarely went off for a big length of time for breaks. He was always off maybe like towards the end of the first half, back on 10 minutes after the after whistle blew for the second half. And every game was 100% with him. The fellas bounced off him like bloody ping-pong balls everywhere, Absolutely. always offloading. And he was always involved in tackles too, you know, it's with him. He was always assisting tackles as well. Very, very tough player. 
just tough. I remember watching him. He come back from a broken arm one time. He had that big padding on. And yeah, like, like a big cast. Yeah, and just playing through that. So I know Meninga did a similar thing. But, yeah, just tough. So good choice, boys. With his haircut, looked like one of those old hardcore army sergeants or something <laughs> too, didn't he? Yeah, the sergeant. old American drill sergeant. Yeah. Uh, boys, my third ace is uh, Killer Uate, ah. uh, Newcastle Knights uh, winger there. So uh, he, he was a genuine superstar when he was at his peak. Uh, Absolutely. Just got a few little things here. So he played 161 games for the Knights. Uh, he was their highest try scorer. I think he still is. Class as their highest try scorer. Uh, he picked up 39 games for Manly there towards the back end of his career as well. Uh, he's played for the Kangaroos, New South Wales, Country Origin, NRL All-Stars, World All-Stars and the Prime Minister's Eleven. So he's a genuine superstar. He's that electrifying, had that electrifying speed uh, and that big step. He's really, really mm. quick off the off the mark as well. So he's my number three. Yeah, good good choice. I kill her. On to the, on to the second ace. Uh, second ace. I've gone uh, Tim Smith. Uh, he was at, um, at Para. He played uh, at Cronulla as well. Um, Unfortunately for, for him, he sort of uh, fell off the planet. But in his uh, very first year, his debut year uh, with Parramatta, 40 try assists in one season um, at Para. Um, and unfortunately, he was, uh, he was the hype. And again, like everyone else in the, uh, in the blue and gold, they get hit with that Peter Sterling. Um, is this the next Peter Sterling? Whether that was the reason why he crumbled or not. But that's, that's phenomenal. 40 try assists in his first year. Um, and, and nothing ever since. So, But, uh, yeah, unfortunately for him, he sort of fell off the radar a little bit. He ended up playing – I think he played a fair bit of football in, in uh, England. Yeah, um, England did. and France and that. But 40 – yeah, so there, there's something that's, uh, that's never really brought up or it's very forgotten. He's 40 try assists in his very first year in the NRL. It's Cody Walker. Like, I remember you, you talked there about being compared to Peter Sterling. I actually remember an interview that he did with Peter Sterling for the footy show or the Sunday footy show. You know, they were at the, at the ground just passing the footy round having a kick. Um, yeah, he definitely did get that comparison, and I think that weighs heavy on a young kid's mind. You Absolutely, know. yeah. Especially after you have forty try assists in your first season, uh, you know that the bells start ringing, and and when people start saying that, I'm not saying it did, but does your head start to swell a little bit? Also starts to swell, but I think also what happens, and I think you'll find it next year with Sammy Walker, is first year is pretty easy because no one's got any tape on you; they don't yeah. know what you how you play. But the second year. You as the player think it's going to be just as easy again, but they've done a lot of revision. They know how to shut you down, and it's not. And I think that really plays with a lot of young guys' heads. To, uh, hey, this isn't fucking as easy as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I think that might be another case. Back over to you, Ches. And, uh, and they expect improvements too from that first year as well. So that if you do have a blinder, it's going to be hard. Exactly, yeah, to top it. Uh, mine's Matty Bowen. Speaking of electrifying, electrifying speed, that that man was involved in everything. Um, obviously not a Queensland supporter, but uh, he was always up there in those big games uh, for the Origin. Always on the highlight reel, playing next to JT. Um, he was just, it just seemed to be everywhere. He was always somewhere at the right time too, picking up like those scrappy balls, making those big. Remember that he's come back from catching those high balls, and he'd run, and he, he's headed to move around. And he just dart on, on these massive angles. I don't didn't, didn't break break his legs. Like he just he just snap he just snap angles all of a sudden, and he was off. And the combination he formed with JT when JT got up there that was sensational. You know, I remember um, watching them in the two thousand five grand final. Obviously, they didn't win that year, but I was at the game. Um, through those years, they just had some great combinations. Him and JT is almost telepathic, like you know they like they've been playing backyard footy for years growing up, like the Johns boys. 
So yeah, good choice. So well. when when you talk about the two thousand and five, and they were in the grand final, it was actually the Cowboys that beat Parramatta in two thousand and five in the preliminary to make the grand final. Two thousand and five was the season I'm talking about where Tim Smith. Had yeah, 40 okay. tries, so it was that combination that then defeated his 40 tries, basically. Yeah. Boys, my second ace is Ben Kennedy. Big Ben Kennedy used to play for the, the Canberra Knights and Manly, uh, so he had 195 games all up. He played 16 tests for the Kangaroos, 13 New South Wales appearances, and one country origin. Similar to... What I said last week about the Chief, you hear these Newcastle boys, and Matty John's probably one you hear the most, talk about leaders at their club, and he his name always comes up. He talks about what he brought to the club when he came and what he taught the young fellas. Um, he's just one of those hard men, similar to Webke, just do those hard runs. But he's very skillful as well. Had that late offload after breaking through the line or as he was going down. So he, he's my uh, second ace. Righto. Uh, the diamond. Uh, I've gone Stacey Jones um, from the New Zealand Warriors. Um, just his ability, his natural ability, what he did for New Zealand Warriors. This is the question I'll ask. If they've got the side they've got now, with two of us a check in there, all of their gun players, they're at 100% strength, and you put in a prime Stacey Jones, are they a legit premiership contender? Oh, don't know about contender. They're definitely top eight. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, they'll be hanging around probably fourth spot, fifth spot, I reckon. Yeah, I'd probably agree. At the start of the year, maybe not. If they had, yeah, like you said, if they're fully fit and now they've got some uh, front rowers with Fanua Blake back and, and Matty Lodge who's playing really well, I definitely have him up there in that sixth to fourth position, I think, with Stacey steering the ship. He was a good player. I like him. He was I really love him. He was, he he's, Andrew, Andrew, he's Andrew Johns' favourite player. Absolutely, he reckons he's yeah. the, He reckons, obviously he can't sort of say himself, but Andrew Johns <laughs> oh, If, if he could, he would, don't he, worry. He reckons that the best player he's ever seen is Stacey Jones, so that, that says a lot there. Yeah, and, and for people out there that um, – that haven't seen Stacey Jones. What do you reckon? He would have been five two. He was only short. He, he was, was only a little boy. Um, and like you know, and first contact used to hit and stick. Never used to, never used to wedge anyone. Uh, but that first contact used to hit and stick. Um, his vision, his ball playing, his kicking. Yeah, I thought he was a fabulous player. That was my number one. That uh, that's fairly well forgotten these days. Yeah. Yeah, my one comes back from when I was a kid. Uh, first got uh, the old footy buzz back from being a youngster. Uh, we used to sit out in the lounge room and stuff, watch TV. I remember going away for holidays and stuff and got to the cabin, the, the bloody uh, holiday park, sat down, weekend, dad chucked the telly on, the footy was on, old North Sydney Bears. Now, Jason Taylor is what uh, I'm getting to. Yep. That man could kick a ball in conversions. I think he's in the top five for points ever scored. And conversions. Yeah, you always hear him on telly talking about, you know, Thurston could obviously kick and those guys, and I always like watching Fitzgibbon kick and that. But Jason Taylor really stuck in my mind. And he never seemed to be one of those guys that was real egotistic or anything. He was just sort of... Just did what he just had to do. Just seemed to be just, just real passionate about his footy and just and just really loved it. Is he, uh, he had a, a coaching stint He too. was He was assisting coaching at, at Paramount because he had a little stint there. Yeah. Oh, the South. 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 Yeah, South. Yeah, South as well. And I think he was, um, yeah, assisting uh, at Para. And he was kicking coaching. Yeah, right. Kick coach yeah. as well there well, for a while. Yeah, so. I'm not, not, a, not aware of his stats, but I know in conversions, 
I think it was Hazemil Masri's number one. He might be number two or number three. I think Thurston might have snuck in there in number two for conversions kicked. Um, also, so overall conversions and obviously success rate. And you think back in those days too, the ball was a lot different oh, then as well. Absolutely. Yeah. That, what those, those heavier sort of style balls. So Probably kicking yeah. off sand too. Mm. Um, good choice. I like that as well. But I reckon if you ask David Farlongo, he probably wouldn't. Uh, if you don't get that reference, Google it. Um, all right, boys, my number three, uh, the third ace up my sleeve, who I reckon is probably one of the best wingers never to play um, for Australia, and that is Nathan Merritt. Ah, yes. He uh, played New South Wales. Played New South Wales, yeah, yeah but hasn't played Australia. Australia, yeah. Right. Um, I think he's very unlucky not to, and he, he sort of only played, I think, maybe only the one game for New South Wales as well, but... Again, a few little stats here. So he's played 237 games. And he actually scored 154 tries. That equals out to about one and a half tries per game. That's crazy. Over 237 games is pretty phenomenal. You know, you might get that over 50 games or 100 games, but to do it over nearly 250 is pretty phenomenal. Play for New South Wales, uh, City Origin, Indigenous All-Stars, and the Prime Minister's 13 as well. So. Did he play for anyone else apart from Souths? Yeah, he started off, he did. Um, do you remember that field goal that he hit? From nearly on the sideline, and and won him the game. So you know your your, your ten meter scrum line. Yeah. Someone played the ball through it to him. For some reason, he was on the inside shoulder. He dropped it on the foot and bang, put it over for a field goal. End up winning the game. I remember that. That was um, it would have been in the Rabbitohs time. Yeah. But uh, touch on his on his origin on his origin uh, game. I remember watching that. Uh, he was put in there because of his obviously his speed, his uh, aerial ability, and etc. But at the time. Mate, he was just pushed in the rocks and the waves just kept hitting him. He was playing against the best Queensland side and unfortunately they exposed him, uh, exposed him greatly and uh, unfortunately he never, he never played any other games apart from that one. Uh, he played 19 games for the Sharks, yeah, 2004, right. 2005. Uh, that's and then, where he started. No, he started South for oh, South. two seasons then went to Sharks for two seasons then back to South for about eight or nine seasons. So uh, Sharks, man, uh, sorry, South man at heart, and that's what I'll always remember him as. But yeah, I just thought it was good to, like you said, shine a bit of light on, on, on someone the, like that. Those so. that yeah, don't get don't get much recognition. So, uh, very good boys. I really like that segment, and looking forward to what you come up with next week on that one, Jared. So let's move into the games, boys. Uh, we've got our first game kicking us off. We've got the Knights versus the Titans. Now this one may have top eight implications. Uh, this one is being played at the Sunshine Coast Stadium. Knights are a dollar ninety-five, and the Titans were a dollar eighty-five favourites uh, at the time of recording. So not much between them. Knights had a bit of a scrappy win last week. They looked good early, but then faded off. And the Titans got uh, start out really good against the Storm. Really, really Absolutely. good against the Storm. Absolutely. Ruined my multi. I had Storm first to ten points and first to twenty. They fucked that, um, but ended up losing. Obviously, they they. Come over the top of them there in the end, but this should be an all right game, I think. I think that that um, what is it defines where uh, those sort of sides are with, say, the top four sides, top five or six sides um, that they came out of the blocks, like say you're an Olympic swimmer, bang into the pool, and you're doing the eight hundred. You know, you've you've got to be able to to s- sustain a certain a speed for a certain amount of time. In that case, I think Titans might have come out a little bit um, a little bit too hard too early. Having said that, you've got to do that against a side like Melbourne. As I said, it's like doing an 800-metre sprint 
and sprinting from the start. You've got it. You, you know, you got to do eighty percent, and then work your way up to a hundred sort of thing. Yeah, they definitely come out like the sixteen-year-old virgin when they should have come out like the Ron Jeremy. Hundred percent. So, <laughs> so I, uh, I think they just struggled to. I, I just think they struggled to keep that speed and that tempo yeah, the whole game, yeah. which which shows where Melbourne actually are at, uh, considering they had players out too. And, and Cameron Munster. Wow, what a performance in that second half. I was a little bit worried there watching that game to start with. I Me thought, too. I thought, oh, it's just the game that they lose and it's mm. going to cost them the record for the, you know, possibly. Anyway, sort of just had a quick think to myself. It, it is Melbourne, there's still <laughs> lots of minutes left, so yeah. we'll, we'll keep watching the rest of the game. Uh, a little bit of news with the Knights. We've got Jack Johns, bit of a shoulder issue, so we're not sure uh, if we'll see him playing for this week. David Clemmer, uh, he went the early guilty plea, so he's going to miss one game. Yeah, he'll be filled in by Suaso Su. Tyson Frizzell returns from his one-game ban. Uh, the Knights are five from five with Clifford and Pierce in the halves. Is that right? Yes. Uh, for the GC Titans, uh, Proctor, he's in doubt, so we're not sure whether we'll see him this weekend. A bit of an AC joint issue there. I think that's just... Joint? <laughs> yeah, just covering for the fact that he's shit. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> not going to disagree. Uh Big for feeder. Um, so, remember last week I said he's been named, could start from the bench. This week he's benched, he could be starting. So, oh. so I'm not sure exactly where he is there, so we'll have to wait and see before you chuck your uh, first try scorers on. Just make sure you check and see if he is benched or, or if he's on the starting side. Uh, but he should be there. Uh, and we've got Tyrone Peachy. He's listed in the halves this week as well. Uh, Fodder Wake is expected to play, come back from a knee injury. Now, Titans have won five from the last seven against the Knights, too. So, I thought that would have been a bit yeah, the way around. Bad record. So, when you say Tyrone Peachy goes into the halves, that's because Ash Taylor's been dropped. Now, I seen a, uh, uh, they asked the coach, is that to send a statement? He said, no, 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 I'm not sending a statement. He's dropped. Like as in, I don't think he'll be back. So he's obviously he's off contract. Mm. They will not renew his contract, regardless of whether it's for twenty bucks and a packet of chips. He will not be at the Titans <laughs> next year. And a pie after each yeah. game, oh, if he's lucky. It looks like he's had a few actually. Um, boys, let's jump in the Maldies if you don't have anything else there, Ches. Uh, that's all for this week. That's it. All right. Um, I think the Knights might get this. Uh, I've got them to cover the line at plus two and a half. I think they will do that. And uh, also I've got Ponga and Clifford in there to get a try at any time. Clifford played really well last week. I was impressed with his performance. Uh, 13 bucks, neat. Yeah, I'm confident the Knights have got this as well. Uh, but with my luck, I've left them out. Uh, of a multi selection, just gone three any timers. So Badman Best, Connor Watson and Jaden Campbell. And that's 25.75. Well, I've got $10.50. Uh, Ponga, Fafita, Philip Sammy. Um all three anytime try scorers, ten dollars fifty. I'm not picking a margin. Um, this is a game that could go either way. Newcastle by right should win it, but the Titans have to win it. So yeah, yeah. They'll have that little bit of extra drive behind them. True, true, true. Um, all right, boys. Looking at the sheet, we've got the next game: Warriors versus the Raiders. This one's being played at BB Print Stadium in Mackay. Uh, as we said last week, good to get the games out to the regional areas. Warriors $2.75 and the Raiders are $1.45 favourites in this one. How do you see this one playing out, gents? Are the, are they, are the Raiders a little bit short? Yeah, I, I looked at that and thought they might have been a bit short. I think more probably around that $1.70, yeah. $1.80 mark, if to I was, If I was having a little individual punt without having a multi, I don't think I'd take them head-to-head. 
Um, I, I don't think there's enough in there. You, you know, you might have to chase like a th- you pick a margin to get some money. I think they're a little bit short. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a blowout game either. I think it's going to be mm. a little bit tight, this one. Uh, Warriors have got uh, Josh, Josh Curran in doubt as well for that head knock from the weekend. Uh, Katoa, uh, he's been named, but it, then haven't he, he's not a definite. Uh, so he's in the side, but um, he's got a problem with his foot. We've got uh, Kane Evans and Rocco Berry. Uh, they've been included in the reserves, uh, so they could be late inclusions as well. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan, he'll be playing uh, as a new 5'8". Uh, Harris Tavita, he's out of the side for a week with a foot injury. Uh, new Zealand Warriors have lost only seven games by six points or less in 2021. Uh, with the Raiders, we've got uh, Matt Frawley starting at halfback. Sam Williams goes back into the reserves. Uh, Rapana's uh, going to be starting in fullback spot. With Clock's dad, he should be back in the starting side within the next fortnight. I think they're still going to give him a bit of a rest. You might see need that, that little bit extra fitness. Yeah, see that first touch I he got. No, oh, no, so didn't you? Bad for him oh, that first no. Uh, and Corey Hosbrough turns uh, from his two-week uh, loan from the Bulldogs, so he's back after playing with them. Uh, Ricky Stewart, if the boys win, will get his one hundredth coaching victory for the Raiders. Yeah, I felt really bad for Clock's dad in that first carry. It was great to see him come on. Uh, what surprised me, though, is that they took Rappiner off and left him off for a long time. Yeah. I think Blocker was calling the game and he said, get him back on. He's, they need that X factor. Well, we, we spoke about it uh, numerous weeks in a row. He's been their best player. Yeah. He's had a cracking couple of weeks, too, mm. apart from that field goal. But he, right at the end there. Yeah. And if yeah that was a bit of a, bit of a whoopsie, I think. Yeah, but, but there's a long way out. And He was actually know. joking about it. And I, I was trying to read his lips to understand what he was saying. And he was having a bit of a joke. So I think he... He fucked it up somehow, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know he's, how. But he was nearly 40 metres out, so yeah. you can't well, – I think he was over 40. But he's big enough to play somewhere in the in the middle too. If they're going to do that for a while to get Clockstaddy's fitness back, just leave him out there. 100%. Take a Ford off instead, you know what I mean? If you were to say – I understand the boys then have to overcompensate by, by, um, by channeling in and sort of covering him. Not so much attacking uh, – defending him in the middle of the field – but if you're at that end, back into the game, you know, you're at the 60th minute and their middle forwards are starting to burn out. If you shift him into the middle of the field just to terrorise, get him when he defends, get him out on, on the on the side. But if he gets in running in around some tired forwards and stuff like that, I know he's not as quick as he once was, but he might just have that bang, flick the switch and go through. We uh, we actually know someone with a bit of our Canberraiders connection out there that listens to the show regularly, so uh, we might get a call up, J-Rob, with our bit of coaching advice oh, hey, there. Tell <laughs> old Sticky. Mr Hawkeye, I'm looking at you. Until Sticky finds out I'm a Parramatta supporter and I'll be <laughs> out. Uh, Maltese, boys, who's kicking us off? I'll hit it. I've got Raiders head-to-head. Uh, Reese Walsh and uh, Seb Chris in there. Uh, I've got the points over 47 and a half. Um, and that's uh, as you said, Chez. I don't think it's going to be a blowout score, but I think it might be a big score, like you know, a, a twenty-four, you know, thirty or something like that. So and that's eleven dollars seventy-five. Yeah, I was, I was a bit uh, unsure on margins and everything, so I just left that one out as well this week. It's gone three any timers: Zalesniak, Rapana, Seb, Chris, paying twelve dollars neat. I've gone over forty-seven and a half points as well, Jared. I think the same as you. I think it'd be high scoring. Uh, Peter Hicku, he was their Warriors best player last week, I reckon. Uh, so I've got him in there. And Elliot Whitehead on his return game after a, a bit of an injury there, I think. That one's paying eighteen seventy-five, three legs. Uh, next game, boys, on the Friday night is the Roosters versus the Rabbits. This one's being played at Suncorp Stadium. 
Uh, Roosters four dollars outsiders. Rabbits are short dollar twenty five. This one should be a good game. The the Roosters are limping into the final. They've been limping all year, uh, but they still just keep showing up and keep getting victories. And it's quite admirable to be uh, perfectly honest. Rabbitohs, like you said, Chez last week faded off a bit, so they'll be looking to bounce back. I'm not looking forward to watching this game. Uh, we've, just got, we've just got too many players out. Uh, still got confidence in the boys to put on a good showing, but this is going to be the very, very one-sided, I think, unfortunately. Uh, suffered some more injuries there on the weekend. Uh, Takiaho with a head knock. Uh, he was taken off the field. He should be playing this week. Depends on the HIAs there again. And we lost our, our kicker, Adam Kieran, head knock as well. Uh, Nat Butcher with a knee. Uh, and Dale Copley, uh, so we're oh, <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just axe, axe the timber again. Uh, so Trent Robinson, he was actually unable to, to name a, a, a twenty one squad side. So uh, I think he's really looking into the depths there and seeing seeing what he could get get the best value out of for his players. Big Isaac Leo making his two hundredth NRL appearance. He's a bit of a beast too, isn't he? As long as that has nice hard runs. Uh, Damian Cook. Uh, he's got a, a quad problem there So he might be taken out Depends after uh, the training run Junior Totola He passed a head injury assessment uh, He had uh, trouble with some blurred vision Apparently uh, So he, he should be back this week as well uh, Biggie Tom Burgess He's been named on the bench uh, And Liam Knight uh, He's on the reserves list uh, Coming back from a concussion I think from round 18 Rabbitohs Star 5'8", Cody Walker, has scored six tries in his last five games against the Roosters. Who had the blurred vision, sorry? That was uh, Junior Totola. Oh. Oh, I thought you said me. I was, was going to say, is that similar to your blurred vision you've been having <laughs> Oh, man, I've had lots, weeks, lots of blurred vision. Lots and lots. Too many loud mouth soups. <laughs> Should say the bloody recycling pile. Disgrace. Hey, just think of what you're doing for the planet by recycling. That's exactly right, mate. Hey, too much, too much waste these days, Cobber. Um, I'll kick us off, lads. I've got rabbits head-to-head Tupanua, AJ, and the stretch. Campbell Graham the to get across. $14.75 for that four-leg multi. Well, I've uh, I've gone this. I was, I was going to try and tip a margin, but I don't think I can. Ches, you're sort of right in your side off there. I don't think they're done. And I think the market reflects that by only having them four. If they were a blowout, they're fives to nines, you know what I mean, up around there. So I've gone uh, Rabbitohs head-to-head. Um, I think they'll, they'll just scrape it. Don't write them off. Johnson, and I've got Tupanua in there. Um, for a little bit of sauce and salt and pepper on that for ten dollars thirty. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be. It won't be huge. It'll just be very one sided in, in the way that, um, not so much score line, but just what's what's the word I'm looking for? It, like you know what I mean? flow of the game would just be all. Yeah, sounds. it'll yep. be very dominant. But yeah, whether they be. actually whether I the think, scores are blowout is, I, I think we'll be de- defending a lot, um, and there won't be any huge. Uh, Huge superstar plays. The boys will just be doing some basic one, one and two off the rucks, that sort of thing. Um, so I, I've just gone south head to head. Uh, I didn't know whether to go 13 plus or not for that reason. Uh, we st- could still push them. I've gone Latrell and Campbell Graham anytime try scorers. South first to 30 points and South to win both halves, and that's paying $8. Um, all right, kicking off our Super Saturday. Hopefully this Saturday's a bit better than last Saturday's games. Um, we've got the Dragons v. the Cowboys. Not a great start. Uh, this one's being played at Brown Park up in Rockhampton. 
$1.65 if you like the Dragons. $2.30, sorry, $2.25 if you like the Cowboys. Yep. Shan't be watching. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I'll this, this is I'll a, be. This is a nothing game, I think. The Dragons can't make the top eight now. Cowboy season's been over for weeks. They're, they're looking at maybe 10 in a row. Um, uh, they're yeah. they're the worst performers of the years for my mind. Even even though they're above the dogs on the on the leaderboard in the Broncos, they're just faded. Uh, I don't know what Peyton does to be honest up there to turn it around. I think he I I think he just needs a little bit of time um, to get you know Chad Townsend and 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 oh, your boy. I'd like oh he's better than what they've got. I'd I'd like to see Scott Drinkwater go out of the halves. I'd like to see him maybe, if they're not going to play Val Holmes, I'd, I'd like to see him go into the back line. I think Scotty Drinkwater's a lot lot better back than he is a half. Um, I, I just think even though he, playing by playing six, he still gets that ability to run the ball. He still gets the opportunity rather than not the ability, the opportunity to run the ball. I just don't think he's as, as dangerous as he was. Do you remember when he, when he played a little bit of fullback? Mm. Before he, I think yep. he was. I think he was a lot better. But you know, I, I just think Toddy Payton needs a little bit of time um, just to try and tweak a few things. But I tell you what, if uh, twelve months time, if we're if he's staring down the barrel again, I think the burners are on. The pressure, yeah, the pressure will be up. I think the only thing that's going to come out of this game is a bit of a deficit to the older sports better account. I think it's going to be a bit of a hard one to pick. <laughs> I think um, <laughs> uh, Ravalawa now. I'll put a multi on knowing this. So I hope it, I hope it still goes through. So he he f- uh, failed his HIA, but he's, he's still been named to play, and they're going to monitor him during the week. So hopefully he does pull up pretty good for training and uh, gets to continue on there and play on the weekend. Uh, all right, we've got a few changes here. Tyro, Tyrell sorry, Sloan is a new fullback, um, and Blake Laurie, he's back from a hand injury. He'll be playing at prop. Freddie Lussick, who arrived from the Roosters, uh, he'll share the hooker job with Jaden Sullivan. Uh, the Dragons have won five of their last seven games against the Cowboys too. Uh, Tom Alolo, the hand man, uh, he's still not 100% yet, so we'll see what's happening there with his hand after a couple of days. Uh, Kyle Felt and Talagi, both with um, injuries there, Felt with a draw and Talagi with a, a concussion. Expected to play... <laughs> Some injuries uh, during lockdown. Someone's got a jaw problem. Someone's got a yeah, head problem, a <laughs> and someone's got a bad concussion. Yeah. What's going on? Must have those bedside tables too close or something. I don't know. Uh, oh dear, what's I'm up to now? Sorry, Jez. That's all right, mate. I'm playing those computers. I had it on my pen and paper, mate. I'd, I'd still fuck it up. Oh yeah. So Val Holmes moved into the centres uh, with Tab Fido. Uh, he's going to be at fullback the hammer, so we've got him in the malts too. So he's, he's quick, isn't he? Lightning he is fast. He made a break last week, and oh. it was great to watch. Yeah, and absolutely. It's, it's, I'll just touch on this too, real quick. So, what Cowboys uh, have conceded an average of over thirty-four points per game since round thirteen. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the speed of them, you watch. If you watch his legs only, and the fox is the same. Looks like the road runner. It does. It looks like something off a car. Don't you? you think this must be sped up? Just the, <laughs> just how quick their feet retouch the ground again. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy. I love doing that and snapping the ankle. <laughs> You're gone. It's like looking in the mirror. Uh, yeah. So a couple of things there that will be odd to me, mate. Duffman's been dropped again, and Val Holmes in the into the centres. That that's really odd for me. I don't know if he's ever played centre. I can't remember him playing centre, but I haven't followed his career. But <coughs> bit odd. Yeah. I. I as I said. And, He's a world class winger. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, he's, he's you've always said he's one of the best wingers in the game. Absolutely, and that's why that's why I think um, keep the hammer where he is, and like worst case scenario, move Val Holmes into the six. Just try it, Toddy. Just try it, and put Drinkwater back at one. I, I understand he might not have the fitness because uh, people that don't understand the amount of work you do off the ball as a one. Is, is phenomenal, but I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd just say, mate, what's he got to lose? If he's going to try something, if you're going to... Need to do it now. It's got to be done now. So. I was about to say, now's the best time. Well, Absolutely. Playing for nothing, so... Absolutely. Well, listen here, we've got a $16.25 here. We've got the uh, the Ravalawa, Zaki Lomax, Tarek Sims, Dragons head-to-head. I think they'll give him a bath for $16.25. All right. I've got 35 for mine. I've gone Dragons this one. Head to head. Ravalawa, two or more. That's why I want him in. The Birdman and then the Hammer, any timers, 35 bucks. Delicious. I've only got a little three-legger with no value whatsoever. I would have put a fourth leg in there, but I couldn't find a market for how many drop balls. So, (laughs) Is that that for Parramatta or for this one? No, it's for both, actually. It should be like an over-under, I reckon. Uh, But I've gone a big Ravalawa as well, so hopefully he does play the Hammer and uh, Murray Talangi. All to get across, $6.75. Uh, couldn't find much there and, and yeah. That bet you got Move there on. from last week is in the exact same spot, the exact same legs, the exact same bets and the same prices I got last week for the Tiger-Sharks game. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's pretty freaky. Yeah. Uh, moving along, boys. Next game, Sharkies v. the Broncos. This one's playing at Suncorp. This one should have top eight implications depending on how the Sharks show up. Broncos season's gone, as we know. I'm actually quite looking forward to this game, given their performances last week. Sharks are $1.50 favourites. Broncos $2.60 outsiders. Being played at Suncorp in front of Brisbane fans, they're going to have a little bit of a home ground advantage there as well. I think this should be an all right game. Yeah, well, I think uh, the Broncos, after what they the, the display they put on last week, I think they're showing uh, a lot of improvement uh, in that too. You know, Cronulla are at a point where they cannot afford not to show up, you know, if, if they, it's one of them sort of things, it's flipping the coin, heads or tails. If you get one of them wrong, then you miss out on finals football, especially when you've got teams like, uh, when, when, the, when the competition's so close. So I think the pressure's on and, and um, as, as you said, regardless of the sides, you go back 10 weeks ago, this is probably a game you wouldn't watch because of the, the circumstances, this is a game I'll watch. Yep. And Broncos are playing a lot better than they were that 10 weeks ago as well, so... You there, oh, he's finished? I was waiting for him oh, to finish. I thought your line might have dropped out. No, no. I'm afraid these things. All right. The Sharkies. Oh, Lucky, Lucky Metcalf that we were talking about before. We got the ball off Ronaldo. Uh, him and Braden Trindle, uh, they should hold their positions uh, in the starting side, even though Moreland's back. Uh, Mawani Harotti has been named as a replacement for Ronaldo. Uh, we've got Connor Tracy. He's in the centres. Tolman's back from his one-match suspension. He'll be on the interchange bench. Sharks have won only two of their last eight games at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, Xavier Coates, bit of a niggle with his elbow there. Uh, says he should be right to play. The club said he's possibly playing. If there is any uh, doubt there, they're going to replace him with David Mead, I believe. Uh, Anthony Milford playing his 150th game for the Broncos this weekend. Uh, so hopefully he'll... Uh, Play like he did last week. 150th game of theft. (laughs) 
Uh, Broncos, Broncos have won seven of the last eight games against the Sharks. Um, and looking for back-to-back wins for the first time since round two of last season still. Let's kick it off, boys. I've got Sharks 1-12. to I think this might be a close game. Uh, I think there'll be plenty of points, but I think it'll be close. I've got Jesse Ramian and also Will Kennedy and also the Sharks first to 20 points on that one. $19.50. All Sharks there. Well, I've gone very similar. I've gone Sharkies uh, head-to-head. Sione Katoa, I've got Jesse Ramian and Will Kennedy in mind. However, that's only $8.90, and that's with an odd boost from 8 bucks. Mm. I've got Sharks head-to-head, Katoa, Kennedy, <laughs> Albert Kelly, and the match to be over 36 and a half points, and that's 18.25. Yeah, once you throw that margin in there, that 1 to 12, oh, 100%, that's what it blows, the roof, blows yeah. it up. So anyone out there looking for a bit of value. Next game is going to be at Suncorp Stadium as well. Another double header. Jeez, I wish I list, lived in Brisbane. Uh, we've got the Storm up against Para. Storm are a dollar seven favourites. Para blown out to nine dollars uh, when I got these odds today. J Rod, uh, I'll get your thoughts on that in a sec. Actually, I get it right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're in trouble. Um, Brad, I, I love me some Brad Arthur, but I, I said it um, earlier. In the year about Blake Ferguson, I love Blake Ferguson. I I, I think he's a champion player. Um, but sometimes you've just got to put your favourites aside to win comps, you know. And and I think Brad Arthur. Um, I love Brad Arthur and what he's done for Para over the last you know six or eight years. But I think the more and more we go on, I think his time might be up. Um, and I think. They're back to full strength. I've had a look at the Chaz. You, you'll touch on this. I've, I've had a look at their their team list, and they're very much full strength. Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne yeah, yeah, Melbourne. Um, I just don't think Parra will match them. Um, for those out there that want to pick a margin, um, or, or like it'll be minimum thirteen plus uh, total match points, it'll be a lot, and I think it'll be a lot of Melbourne and very little Parra. Uh, as, as a as a as a humble and true supporter, I'll be watching. Um, but I, at the same time, I'll be on the on the sip, um, Dr- drowning the sorrows, and might change the heroin afterwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same for you, on, as I do, as I will be on Saturday, over mate, watching the watching us play the rabbits. Ah, uh, yeah, storm, dangerous. There's there's no weakness there this week, mate. They got. Um, I think they'll, they'll pump us. Yeah, I th- I think you're right there. Hundred yeah, percent. Um, yeah, the only problem the Storm has is Karma Kamutha uh, with a bit of a calf injury there. Hughes had that concussion, but he has been training and, and he's been listed to play too. I've seen him uh, on the anytime uh, odds this afternoon. Uh, Hughes replaces Nico Hines as halfback. Uh, so Hines will go to the interchange bench again. The Cheese and Olin are back as well after their little rest. Uh, Storm are looking to break their premiership record of 19 consecutive wins. Uh yeah, Fergo, he's been uh, named to come back too, but after that calf injury, uh, replace uh, Mika Sivo there with that uh, ruptured ACL from last week. Ray Stone replaces Will Smith, uh, and he'll be sharing uh, the forwards role there with Joey Lussick. Uh, Eels have won two of their last three games against the Storm as well. So, Is that right? Yeah, yep. It's a shame it's not in that you know late September, early October area. Um yeah. So, yeah, they, they're definitely dangerous this week, aren't they, the old Storm? Well, I'm looking at my multi here. 
uh, $17.50. And I, I think that's sharp. I think that's good odds. Considering Melbourne 13 plus is a good chance. Ryan Pappenhausen, any time, good chance. Justin Olam, I'm going to call him Justice. Remember yeah, I, Justice. Yeah. So <laughs> Justice Olam and Addo Carr. So they're on our left, which is, oh, well, now that Will Penasini's in there, it might not be too bad. Felice Cafusi in there if he plays the minutes. So I'll go back over. 13 plus Melbourne, Pappenhausen, Olam, Justice Olam, uh, Josh Addo Carr and Felice Cafusi, any time try scorers for $17.50. Uh, I actually heard something on the weekend too. If there was, if the NRL worked out off a like a NFL draft that Will Penasini, I've, I've, I've spoken about him before from Parramatta. Sawali, Sawali would have been number one pick, and if there was a draft, they were all saying odds on money that he would have been the second pick. So he's the he's the next cream of the crop that come through, uh, and Tom Opacek, Good luck getting your spot back in the centres. He was he was outstanding last week. Um, even yours yet? No, not yet. No, hit it, hit it, mate. I've gone Storm nineteen plus the cheese Remus Smith. So the Smith boys there. Storm first to thirty points and second half to have the most points scored. And that's paying thirteen fifty. I've gone Pap Smear to get two or more. I think he'll have a blinder if he's starting, and uh, he's starting to get up to his uh, back to his usual self. Last week, he, he made some good hard runs and picked up that ball sliding across the. Um, the goal line there, no no preservation or anything. So I think he's getting back to full strength. So going Pap two or more. My man Jerome Hughes, he's back and he's going to get across the line. And I've thrown Ferguson in there for a bit of sugar in your cornflakes. Uh, 35-75. Next game, let's get into it. We have a Manly versus the Dogs. This one's being played at Morton Daly Stadium and that is at Redcliffe. Manly a dollar three favourites. Dogs blown out to $13.00. Anything but a whitewash. I feel sorry for dog supporters in this game. I really do. Uh, Turbo's back uh, after his uh, cheekbone injury. Expected to play this week. So um, Brad Parker also returns uh, after uh, getting a week off there from that high shot. Um, they still have Moses Suley on standby in case that doesn't. In case one of those boys can't come back. So as a fill-in player there, the Sirenan and Tapau both passed HIAs. Uh, so, and they have no doubts at all, so they'll both be on the on the, on the the side as well. Now, Manly have won their last five games against the Bulldogs. Chalk it up now, and it'll be six. Uh, going to the Dogs, uh, Jake Averillo is listed on the reserves, unlikely to be a late inclusion, so we very highly doubt he'll be on there. Brendan Wakem, uh, he's back in the squad. He hasn't played since round 15. Uh, Bulldogs have lost 14 consecutive games in Queensland. Chalk it up now. It will be 15. 15. I've gone Siren and Garrick two or more. Manly 13 plus. Manly first to 40 points. Manly to win both halves. And I've got $19 for that. I like how you've gone straight from, <laughs> instead of 10, 20, you've gone straight to 40 points. <laughs> uh, I've got $11.25. I've gone Manly 13 plus. I've just stuck with that simple head-to-head. Manly 13 plus. Tommy Turbo anytime. Saab anytime. Garrick anytime. Jakey Trebojevic in there anytime. For $11.25. I've gone all Manly as well, boys. I've got Garrick, Turbo and Schuster to get across. Uh, and Manly to score under 44.5 points. Uh, I know they can score some tries, but the Dogs, we, we've given credit for the, their defence um, all year. And I think they might just stay in the grind for a little bit. So 
Yeah, under 44 and a half, just for Manly though, not total points, just for Manly. Just for Manly. That one's paying $16.50. Yeah, no, when I said that, I didn't mean the Bulldogs were shit either. I'm just saying Manly. Right? Oh, oh, beep, beep. What's Manly. that? Oh, it's Chess just backtracking. I'm just saying Manly's hot. I'm going to say That was my reason. Well, nah, we, we go for nah, they're, they're, they're not as bad as they were. No, nah, they've, 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 got a, they've got a long way to and go. And yeah. everyone out there has been listening. I've been taking the dogs the last few weeks and the footy tips too, so... Not having a sting at them. It's just, just going to be a hard week. <laughs> uh, next game, boys, we've got Panthers versus Tigers. Panthers are a two favourite, unbackable at the moment, and the Tigers are paying $13. Uh, this one is being played up there at Morton Daly Stadium as well, so a bit of a double header there on Sunday for the Redcliffe fans, which is great. Tigers were horrible last week, boys. I picked them and they cost me the full round. Uh, I thought they would have actually dug in and have a go last week because their season was on the line. It's gone now. Uh, there ain't going to be no ninth finish for them this year. It's going to be twelfth or thirteenth. So no. th- this could get into it, be a drubbing. I've got a question, boys. Has anyone seen the Tigers documentary? Yeah, I've been watching it. Is Not that, yet. Is this the wrong time for it to be out? <laughs> oh, yeah, and and Ches will touch on it in a second. But Adam Dewey's out for the season. Their best player's gone. Yeah, Dane Laurie's out for the season. They're f- fucked. I'm going to say it. Yeah, Madge says that a lot in there. Um, I, I, I think now is the worst time on God's green earth to bring that documentary out. Bring it out next season, for God's sakes. Now, I was reading earlier on today about uh, about Adam Dewey. I'm just going through my list here, and it's not on my injuries list, even though it was here earlier. So I don't know what's happened to that list there. He's uh, got a partial ACL tear, and he's out for the season. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I did read that before. Because I mentioned about him being from... Um, Where's he from? Where's his heritage? Lebanon. Lebanon. And I remember that because it was on the trivia question the other week. Something oh, we've got did some, stuck got in some my good head. trivia coming up too, boys. So get ready for that. Let's oh, whip man. through these games. Uh, Dylan Edwards been Beesby's been cleared. Remember the head knock he had there with Kickout? Yep. They both sort of come around the front there. You, you, you see that a lot these yeah. days. You just see that a lot. You know, his hair looks like the the outside cover of a hot water bottle. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Um, if he if. If Ivan Clear is not happy uh, with Edwards at training too, he's got the option of Crichton and Staines moving them uh, for, for a fullback option as well. Brian Toto, he's, he's returning as well. Uh, it'll be good to see him back. Uh, we've got James Fisher-Harris. He should be back this week. Um, he's been off there for those personal reasons and has, hasn't felt like playing yet. So it'll be good to see him back on the field. Panthers have won seven of their last nine games against the Tigers. Uh, James Roberts, he's getting closer to returning for the Tigers. Not sure if that's going to help him at all. Uh, he's been listed in the reserves again. Um, oh, yeah, here we go. So Adam Dewey, uh, he's, he's actually been sent to Sydney for skins on that on that on that knee injury as well. Tigers are aiming for back to back wins against the Panthers for the first time since two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, no. Main reason why they beat them because they were depleted from Origin. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'll hit it off. I got. I struggled for. I've got little bits and pieces in here, and I think this is the sort of multi. If someone looks at it and goes, "Oh, I don't know about that," <laughs> just at least put two bucks on it or something. Uh, I've gone Panthers thirteen plus over forty eight and a half, and I don't think any of them would be the Tigers. Crichton, Momorowski, and I've gone Cleary just to that little jink off the left and and try to carry through nine dollars seventy five. I've gone Toto two or more. He's coming back, and I think he'll have a great game out there in the wing. 
I've got Cleary in there as well, and I've put the fish, big James Fisher Harris. I think he'll he'll have a field day with the soft uh, underbelly of the Tigers forwards and and crash across the line. That one's paying twenty nine twenty five with the big bopper in there. I've got Panthers thirteen plus. Now put Dylan Edwards in. If he doesn't play, I'll be swapping him with Charlie Staines for any time try scorer with uh, Matty Burton. Penrith first to 30 points. I've got nothing for that, so I've added Brian Toto for first try scorer, and that pumped it up to 26.50. Uh, all right, sure thing, boys. I've got Panthers to cover the line at minus 28.50. I've gone AJ, two or more tries. Alex Johnson, two or more tries, $2.80. It's a good price. I've gone South Storm, Manly, and Panthers, all 13 plus, 365. Hail Mary, I've gone Moses Leota for the Panthers uh, to get across as well. Uh, as I just mentioned before, the soft underbelly of the, the Tigers forwards, $6.50. I've got one, it's called Shit the Bed. Uh, these sides are shit, and if they win, you'll shit the bed. Uh, Bulldogs head-to-head, West Tigers head-to-head, Broncos head-to-head, St. George Illawarra Dragons head-to-head, and that is a whopping 725 large. What? It's my sort of bet. Retirement fund. This one's called Miracles Do Happen, four head-to-head bets. Warriors, Roosters, Cowboys, and Broncos. That's paying 75.20. Geez, my $6.50 looks bad. But thanks, boys. Uh, all right, that's all the games and all the bets for this week. Uh, jump on if you do get any up. Make sure you send them into the socials. We'll give you a shout-out as always. Uh, boys, we'll just jump into the code word of the week. We'll go back to Sports Power Armadale. Make sure you get entries in. The competition will be closing next week. Um, so we're having plenty of entries come in. So get them in. Enter this week if you entered last week. Enter next week if you entered this week. Uh, and that's that. Now, 21 and done. It's back. We had some great feedback with this. Um, I, I know you two boys loved it as well, so I've been uh, scouring the, the internet for some trivia questions this week, and uh, let's get into it. Who's ready to play? Let's do it. Check those buzzers for me. Burt man. Chill man. I mean, Chez. We're on. All right. Easy one to start. Which two teams played in the opening game of the 2021 series? Chez. Roosters. Roosters Melbourne. Throw it over to you, J Rod. You got uh, one. You got one team right. Roosters. Not that team. Oh, <laughs> Back to you. Oh, fuck if I know. I can't remember what happened last week. Let alone. We talked about it in our opening show about how good of a game it was going to be. Wasn't South, was it? Melbourne South because Roosters. Because yeah, Roosters always play. Usually play South first game. And they've changed it. Melbourne South. One point to Chairs. Oh, I got to get my tally up. Hang on. I think my phone might have delayed my buzzer then. I actually yeah, okay. got that right, I thought. Bit of lag on the Bluetooth. Yeah. All right, follow-up question. What was the score? Oh, fucking hell. Chez, 48-12. Nah. It was in the 20s and in the teens. I'll help you out. 22-16. No. 26-10. Oh, it's teens. 26-18. No points for anyone there. Um, all right, that was a bit hard. All right, this one you'll get. So buzz in quick. What is the result if an attacking team kicks the ball dead in goal? Birdman. Uh The attacking team, that's uh, seven tackle optional, 20 seven, metre. Seven tackle set, one point each. Which Sydney-based club did Adam Mad Dog Manshake McDougal make his NRL debut Jazz. for? Souths. Over to you, Batman. 
Sydney-based, you said? Sydney-based. Uh, I'm going to say the Penrith Panthers. Nope. One more guess each. I like wearing big hats. This <laughs> is in sombreros. But, man, roosters. Roosters. Wow. Yeah, right. In 1995. Wow. I didn't know that either, so that was, that was a bit of trivia for me. Uh, all right, so that's two for Bert, man. Let's mark that one down. After claiming the wooden spoon in 2020, what colour was Darius Boyd's gender reveal? Bert, man, it was blue. Over to you, oh, Chess. Pink. <laughs> if I could steal that one. <laughs> Stolen. Pink, two apiece. This is tight. This is good. He's come back with a vengeance this week. Uh, all right, joining the competition in 1995, what was the name of the team based in Perth? Chess. Oh. Chess got in. West Australia. Was it Perth Crushers? No. Uh, the Western Reds. Western Reds. Yeah. Back in front. 3-2. MG was the man. He, he was, was the face. He was. All right. How much prize money does a team that finishes minor premiers win? It's fuck all. Chez, 100 grand. 100 grand is correct. Uh, I missed the question, but we'll go back to it. Who is known as Beaver? Chez. Chez. Oh. Uh, Steve Menzies. Steve Menzies. Oh, you got a bit to make up here, J-Rod. All right. Which player leads the NRL for most tackles this season? Uh, but, man, I was, was going to go McCulloch, but I know it's not. Is it McCulloch? McCulloch's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There he goes. <laughs> Good one. Uh, he's on 1,001, sorry, 1,010. And we've got Jaden Braley on 994. Given that McCulloch's out for the season, Braley will probably pip him there at the post, I reckon. That's what got me. Who did the Bulldogs lose to in the 2012 Grand Final? Chess. Burtman. Burtman got in. I claim, yeah, Melbourne yep. Storm. Melbourne Storm. All right. Uh, follow on question. Now, in that match, James, Mike Tyson, Graham. Burman. Nah, let me finish. Oh. Bit Billy Slater's ear. How many weeks suspension oh. did he receive for the incident? Chez. Chez. Six. Over to you, Burtman. I'm going to say nine. Ooh. It was big. One more guess each. Not nine, not six. More. I'll go 11. Oh. Ten. No, 12. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 12 weeks he got. Uh, and de- deservedly so, I would say. So, all right. What is the standard width of an NRL playing field? Birdman, 80? No. Less. Oh, no. Yeah, fuck. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm oh. thinking it's 60 or 65. Oh, he's close. I'll give you one yeah. more guess. Otherwise, I'm going to give it to him. I want to say 62. No, nah, you got it. 68. So I'm giving the points to Chez. All right, listen carefully. Follow-on question. If an NRL playing field had an eight-metre in goal, in metres and without cutting corners, how far would you run if the coach sent you on one Chez, lap? 216. Nope. So you went on... on one full lap of the over, including lap. the dead ball line. Including oh, the dead ball line. So there's, <laughs> there's 216 just in, in the length. Uh, what was it? 68 and 68 is 136. 36. So uh, what's that? 300. Yeah, I don't know. Give it to Birdo. Yeah. Freak me. Another <laughs> <laughs> maths question. Oh, I've got these in for you, yeah, mate. 352. So that is uh, 68 plus 68, both widths, 100 by 100. And then the eight plus the eight. 
for those of you playing at home. So Birdo got the points. He, he was closest. Uh, all right. Which – sorry. Who is the most capped NRL referee? Birdman. Uh, that's uh, checking. Over to you, Cherry. Oh, no, no. <laughs> He's a current. Mm. Oh, current. Oh, He's current. He's current. Is it Aiken? No, not Atkins. Atkins. Uh, Sutton. Not Sutton. I'll give you a clue. Oh. Six again. Oh, no, not six again. Ben Cummins. Ben Cummins. Wow. He, uh, he, he, you might not remember, but three weeks ago he had his 400th appearance. So he's now got up to 403. Bill Harrigan, he actually surpassed that's him. That's who you're thinking, I know. Yeah. He actually surpassed Bill Harrigan at the start of the year. He had 393. So 403 currently for Ben Cummings. You get the points, Birdo. Ches, you got two to make up. Let's get into it. All right. Playing in the centres and the back row throughout his career, which former St. George Illawarra... Parramatta player has a surname that rhymes with flagon. Ah, oh, Bertman, Daniel Wagon. Daniel Wagon, yes, beautiful. Uh, all right, what I was thinking of was Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, which team did Luke Lewis play more games for, Penrith or Sharks? Ah, uh, Bertman, uh, that was Penrith. Penrith, oh, he's on fire. Cherry, what are you doing, mate? It's too quick. He has played. Yeah, that's what all the girls say. Uh, he, he's played <laughs> I say it myself too. Don't worry. He's played two hundred eight for Penrith and one hundred and sixteen for the Sharkies. Uh, which current NRL player is known as DWZ? Birdman got in. Uh, Zatesniak. Oh, you have a go, Ches. Oh, what? No, that's it. I just want to hear you both oh. say it because you can't say his name. Zalesniak. Dallin, oh, he's got it. Dallin Watteni. Watelli Zatesniak. Dale Watelli Zatesniak. Oh, is that the only man, close? He gets the points, but you got the name right. Uh, I only put it in for that. That was hilarious. All right, we've got 10 plays, five. We've got three, four questions left. Here we go. Well, they worth 10 a point. Oh, we'll wait for the last question. All right. In what year was a rule changed about a player making contact with a corner post not to be ch- uh, classed Jazz. as touching goal? 2015. No. I want to say 12. No, less. Uh, earlier, sorry. Earlier. Oh. Yeah, it's been around for a while. 2007. Higher. Nice guess. 2010. But no points. No, oh, fucking. <laughs> no points. All right, 2010. So it's been in for 11 years and great rule change. Absolutely. We've seen some spectacular yeah. tries because of it. So uh, well done to Vossi and the Sunday Rose. I think they were pushing hard to get that change back in the day. Uh, all right, let's get into it. How many games are played in the final series? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this is a pretty easy one. Oh, fuck. Simple math. No, quick guess. Chaz, 13? No. Oh, God. Birdman, I'm going to say 15. In the final series, think about it. There's eight teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First four. week, there's four games. Second week, there's two games. Wasn't there four again? No. No, two. Because two get knocked out. Four games, two games, two games, one Bert game. Birdman, nine. Nine. All right. <sighs> Done that one. I, was, I, was double, I double counted around there. Yeah, I, d- I went 4-4, four, four, thinking mm. two plays. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, next game. Uh, in which year did St. George Dragons merge with the Illawarra Steelers? Birdman, 99. <laughs> Over oh. to you, Cherry. Oh, really? Steelers? Very close. Yeah, it'd be very close. I thought it was 98. I'm going to say 97. <laughs> 98. Come on. All right. Last question. 
This one is worth a total of one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven points. Anyone can win. How many games have the Warriors won this year? Birdman. Oh, oh, Birdman got no, in. I'll Birdman. give him the chance. I'll give him oh, the chance. Oh, you give it away. Give him the opportunity. Okay. How many have they won this year? Nine. Oh, <laughs> so close. Over you. Eight. Eight's correct. Yeah. Two weeks in a row, he's get the cookies. You valiant effort there to Thanks. start with, Chez. You oh, start out. Start off hot. You're a bit like the South last week, Mate, to be honest. So. Lacking a bit of match fitness. <laughs> That's what the COVID does. <laughs> uh, I really enjoy that. I really enjoyed getting the questions and uh, having a bit of a laugh with you boys trying to answer them. So that, that shall make a return Let's next remember week. Remember, Zalesniak. <laughs> Uh, that's that's, one, that, I that's one that I do get right. Tesniak. I, I put a T in there. Yeah. So It's now time for... The Sip of the Week. What have we got this week, boys? What has uh, Hawkeye loaded up with? Uh, he's given us a, a local a local brew from Urala, the New England Brewery. Uh, once again, got home from work this afternoon. Lucky enough to find that Mr. Cherry's put uh, two of these delicious cans on my doorstep to try. Unfortunately, they only come in four packs. Uh... This is a smouldering stump smoked porter. What that is, I don't know. It's a dark beer. It's a cherry wood chocolate flavoured uh, a, a fruit beer. Um, I like me a dark beer. I'm going to be quick, straight to it. I, as I said, I enjoy these sort of beers. Um, I'm going to I'm going to give this four. I got, I, this is this is easy drinking for for a darker sort of beer. Yeah, it's quite nice. Um, I've I've only just had the one today because of uh, the old gout. I'll, uh, Recent health issues, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's quite it's quite, quite a nice beer. It's got this smoke finish to it, um, so you you know, imagine when you're doing your doing your cooking at home, if you use a fry pan inside to cook cook snags or a steak compared to using a charcoal barbie outside, you, know, you get that nice that smoke cook flavour to it. That's the aftertaste that this that this beer brings. It's it's like you know when you get your old your your bourbon barrels that are yep. char grilled on the inside. It's it's very it's yeah it's that funny sort of. Uh, it's nice. It goes down nice and smooth too. Same as like the two years old. It's it, it's not too fruity either. So I'm not a big fan of the um, the fruit based drinks, but this one here, very very nice. Um, I don't know how they'd go on a big session. We'll have to test that out one day. So I'm going to give it three and a half. Very good, boys, and always good to support the locals out there who are probably doing it tough in this uh, lockdown. So get into your local bottle and ask for the New Englander smouldering, smouldering stump. stump. So you can't get enough of it. Uh, all right, boys, what we're going to do, uh, we're going to wrap up now. We're well over time again, as always. I just did want to say to all the people out there that, that are looking at the footy calendar and realising that the footy season is coming to an end in a few weeks' time, not to worry. We've got some very, very, very exciting things happening here at the Same Game Multi podcast coming up. Uh, I'm not going to release it just yet, but we're going to tease it over the next few weeks. So keep your eye out. Some very exciting things moving into the post-NRL uh, season, and we cannot wait to get into it. Very, very excited. So tell all your friends, get them on board, and, uh, and they'll be thanking you later, that's for sure. Uh, that's it. That's a wrap, boys. That's it. All right, we'll talk next week. And until then, make sure you stay on side and uh, don't text and drive. Shh. <laughs>